Shalom, Sarah Hepla. Uh, shalom, Nancy Rommelman. Um, do you want to tell us where you are? I'm in Jerusalem. I got here. Sa- a birthplace of the baby Jesus. That's right. Uh, I have not been there yet today. I got here because uh, I'm here for two days of reporting tomorrow and the next day. Today's Monday. I'll be here Tuesday and Wednesday reporting from, I've been in Tel Aviv. And I got here and I booked a, you know, a little hotel on hotels.com. Looked fine. And I swear to to Christ, I was going to say, can I say that in Jerusalem? Uh, couldn't find Yeah, them. you should need, because you're in the, yeah, that's the, the place where it means the most. I think you're obligated to. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I can't find anything. So I finally asked this guy, he's like, oh, he's behind this gate over here. And I, it was, okay, it was like, it. the people were very nice, but it was like a comedy. It looked like worse than any youth hostel you've ever been in. And it was bumbling and I'm waiting for 20 minutes and I'm thinking, I'm what? And finally like, you know, we, we accidentally canceled your reservation. I'm like, fine, great, sounds great. And I went to I booked another hotel. So just to be clear, yeah. you were a woman who couldn't find a place to stay in Jerusalem. <laughs> That's exactly- and you found a place that was kind of a dump. That's exactly right. Okay. I, I had and I had then I was having these pains every like four minutes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Man, okay, listen, 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 listen. Yeah. If you have yeah. a baby though, yeah, you have to give it to me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, oh, I thank you. Yeah, we'll have a problem. We're not gonna do like the Solomon and cut it in half. In any case, I booked We'll figure place. it out. We'll figure it out. Right. And I get here and it's a really nice place. And um there's like all kinds of kids in the lobby like running around and there's mom and holding a baby it's like it's not that it's so busy but it's you know pretty busy for a lobby and the guy behind the counter he goes oh yeah they're they're refugees they've been here since oh, sure. uh, 6 October 15th I'm like the government's paying for them he's like yeah he's like you know they've been here and he's like he said you know it's very different it's a five-star hotel he's like but we're gonna miss them when they leave it, it's it's kind Aww. of sweet actually it's a very uh it's really lively down there with like all kinds of families and um yeah so yeah, I'm here. Uh, it's freezing outside, but I'm toasty in here, and I'm glad to be speaking with you, my dear. Well, we're making do without you. You know, it's hard. Um, yeah. I miss okay. you, but uh, but like it's we're 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 getting we're getting on. Uh, I I had our our mutual pal Matt Welch on the pod. Well, as a matter of fact, you know, I don't usually listen to our episodes, but my sleep is all wackadoo here. I fall asleep and then I wake up and I'm up till three. So I listen to you guys in the middle of the night. The other night, I listened to us uh, fighting and how every blow you landed would be in my big eye. And that's fine. Yes, yes. This is what I wanted to bring up. This is what I wanted to bring up. I posed a question to Matt Welch, who is an uncommonly, you know, wise, smart, learned person, I said, who would win in a fist fight between me and Nancy? I really thought he was going to choose you um, just because of my height problem and just because he knows how tough you are. Uh, That's, that is, um, I wish I'd get something from the government for it. I can't reach the top shelf. I should get some sort of compensation. Um, No, he chose me. Yeah, I did. And yeah. I wonder how you felt about that. Oh, fine. I, I, I told you, we. I, I don't know if it's about punch, but the one thing I will say that he didn't mention, I'm very squirmy. I am extremely squirmy, and I can 
kind of wriggle out. But he's kind of right. If you if you if you trap me down there, girl, I might. I don't think I have a, a game. So it's it's okay. I don't think we're actually going to have to do it unless like someone wants to arrange this cage fight between us for big bucks. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to uh, arrange the cage fight. Oh. I've always wanted to test myself. It's like that part of Fight Club where they're like, how do you know you're a man if you've never been punched? It's like, how do I know that we're podcasters if I've never wrestled you to a, the ground? Right? I, yeah, no, but I don't, I don't want to. Okay. Um, however, we... Oh. What? I just wanted to ask if you ever read the book Fight Club because I loved it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I read it twice. It was really good. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. It's different. It's different. It works. In some ways, it works better as a book than it does as a movie. But um, I do think the movie is brilliant. Uh, yeah. I, I love both both forms of that story. Kind of a wicked little fascinating story about masculinity in the 20th, at the end of the 20th century. Um, so uh, speaking of fights, though, we put out a call to listeners that we asked them to teach us how to fight. And yeah. we had a taker. Amazing. She she teaches Krav Maga or she's taken Krav Maga, which is Israeli. Is Krav Maga. She says, I taught karate for 15 years. Oh, I thought she said she taught Krav Maga. Krav no, Maga is an You have Israeli. like Google reading glasses on that translate every normal word into something Hebrew. Maybe. Well, you know, now actually on Twitter, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting, it's in Hebrew and in, um, in English, I'm getting different tweets from people. Um, Krav Maga is a, is a, uh, Israeli form of fighting. I don't know if it's, it was started with the IDF or not, but I actually took a class once years ago, just one class. I was doing a, an article for a LA magazine and, um, it's pretty intense and pretty specific and it will teach you how to fight. Um, like teach you how to protect yourself. Not a, not a bad thing. Well, she has uh, volunteered to teach us how to throw a punch. Uh, So this is Lisa, our listener, and we're going to have to figure out how we do this. Maybe we'll get on Zoom and do, you know, a lesson or something like that. But I'm I'm excited. I think 2024 is the year of more punching. Okay, that's great. You know, you have to make resolutions, Sarah. And, uh, you know, now we've got one. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Speaking of... um, my podcast with Matt, which I've gotten a lot of compliments on. A lot of people enjoyed that conversation. Um, They were just so grateful you weren't there. They're like, it was really great when you, that, that other woman that's on there. Oh, you know what somebody said today, um, this week, actually, Uh, I, I ran into somebody at an event and she was like, oh, I love your podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you. And it's really cool to like meet people in person. Mm -hmm. And and it's becoming a thing now, you know, it used to be like blackout and then it was the America's girls thing. And now it's this podcast. And she said, you know, I looked up a picture of Nancy and I was like, oh yeah. Cause I knew where it was going. And she was like, her voice and her face do not match. And I was like, I know she was like, she's so hot. Oh, and I was like, I know. Thank you. Friend. And I was like, and I said, and she's got that squeaky little voice. I don't, I don't know that I have it, but I believe you. But also, sorry, I mean, like in comparison, like who? no one compares to your voice. Like your voice sort of sounds like, you know, it's just very sultry, but it's also got like a little, like not a thousand Salem cigarettes, but maybe like 27, <laughs> you know, it's sexy. So, yeah. I appreciate you knowing that. Okay. Um, well, I just thought it was cute. 
uh, that she said that. And it's, it's, I'll bet it's a very common experience for people to listen to you and then to Google you and be like, wow, okay, that's different. Big eyes. So there we go. Big eyes that look like a target for somebody who's wrestling her to the ground. Did I, I think I, did I tell, told someone this the other day that, uh, my husband Din has a really big head and uh, his friend Johnny said, you know, throw up a dime in San Francisco and nine times out of 10, it hits Din in the head. So that's uh, yeah. with my eyes, like no matter where you punched it, would I, I get a shiner. So, okay. Enough about my um, squeaky okay, voice. But no, I'm trying to make a correction. I'm trying to make a correction. Okay, okay. Last week, Matt said that William Axel Rose was from Ohio and he is from Indiana. Um, did you know that? Do you yeah. know who I'm talking about I, right now? Yes, I know who Axel <laughs> Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, child. Well, but, <laughs> but did you know that his real name is William Bruce Rose Jr.? No, I didn't yeah. know Axel was the name of a band he was in, and he was so into it that people started calling him Axel Rose. He added the William, or he always went by W Axel Rose in his copyright, like you know, in his in his uh, liner notes. Anyway, um, we apologize to Axel Rose. And, I'm sure he was uh, listening. So yeah, it's a good thing you're getting that apology in. Yeah. I am angling for new subscribers and I don't want to alienate anybody that might be a superstar from Indiana. So, um, okay. Well, I have a note here that says, Nancy, colon, remind me to tell you when we record the weird thing we discovered tonight at the bar about persimmons. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So... I'm at a bar here in, um, I was in Tel Aviv, actually. A whole bunch of uh, Americans and Brits there. And I am I think I'm going to not name the person who did this. I'll just say it's a dude. Uh, was it Mike and, Pesca? No, it's not Mike Pesca, though. Okay. I love Mike Pesca. Um, and I, I get up to go to the bathroom. And it's like, this is like a really nice hotel. This hotel is called The Norman. It's like the kind of nice hotels. And we've got, we've kind of colonized one end of the bar and we're eating snacks and stuff. I go to the bathroom and I, I sit down and this guy next to me, he has a persimmon, like, and it's one of the hard persimmons, not the soft ones that are like sucking on someone's tongue. And he, I don't he, really know what I just realized. Oh, I don't really know. Okay. Persimmon I'm is Googling a persimmon right now. It looks like a tomato. Well, there's two kinds, right? There's the kinds that are kind of they look kind of like a tomato. They're more orangey. And then there's ones that are a little more of a teardrop shape and they're a deeper color. And those are so succulent and luscious. I'm like, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. When you cut them open, it literally is like sliding a tongue into your mouth. But like, a, a oh God, oh God. No, in a good way though, in a good way. I love persimmons. Okay. I think they might be my favorite fruit, but I don't oh, wow. like that much because they're kind of exotic. Anyway, anyway, then there's the harder ones. I think they might be I, I don't know what variety they are. Anyway, he he puts it in front of my face and he goes, what does this smell like? Oh. And I was like, um, and uh, our friend Yael is across from me. She's like, it smells like semen. Yeah. I was like, well, I wouldn't say it smells like semen, but it smells like penis. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like, 
like the whole like area. And, Good and God. I started laughing. And then he took he took the persimmon and he held it across my body to his boyfriend's nose. And he goes, what does this smell like? And his boyfriend looked, smelled it and then just put this big smile on his face. <laughs> anyway, it does. It's weird. I've never noticed that. I've eaten. This is okay. Now I'm going to get it. Like I've eaten tons of these things. Oh God. It doesn't. Your words, not mine. I, I never noticed it, but it. No, it's made, true. Freud it, always uh, knew that this worked in mysterious ways. My favorite fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you, I'm just going to, I, I, a challenge to y'all folks out there, go get yourself a hard persimmon oh God. Put it on the diagonal and smell it. I mean, might not be a familiar smell to you, but anyway. That's I remember that. in the spring in New York, there were these trees that smelled like cum and, and oh. Gawker and New York magazine would, I think, make jokes about it. You know, huh. it really did. Like, like there was some sort of blossom that smelled so much like. Semen. You can say it. Go ahead, sir. You can say it. <laughs> Ejaculate. Male ej- persimmons. <laughs> Maybe they were persimmon. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't, uh, I don't know. Anyway, don't know that, was, that was new to me. So maybe new to you. I'm sure there might be like one person listening. Go, oh man, I thought that too. But I think it's. Uh, I think. Uh, I think we've discovered something here, sir. So. Well, that might be a good segue to talk about the big debate between us that's been brewing for days and days, which is that we are going to discuss the cover story in New York Magazine, which is about polyamory. Uh, We should be full disclosure. I did not read the article. Um, It's not that I was putting up any like, I'm not reading this article. I've been traveling. And I just, I, as I, I think I sent you something that our friend Liz Wolf had put up. It's like, literally, you want to do it? Fine. I don't really want to read about it. I don't want to hear about it. Not because I... I I just I just I'm not interested in it. But you very correctly said to me, Nancy, you know, aren't you interested in the way people live? And I am interested in the way people live, but I just I don't know, Sarah. Just as I told you in a tweet, it just it's just all going to end in you know tears and grubbiness somewhere in Park Slope. So <laughs> that's a good line. Um, but I. I'm curious, before I tell you a little bit more about this story, um, what I would like to understand is the very knee-jerk and forceful response that people have against it. Because I think that most people who were talking about it on Twitter had not read it. I think they had reactions to it. And the primary reaction, at least in my little friend circle, was this is so obnoxious. This is so annoying. Why do people do this? And there are a lot of cover stories on New York Magazine that I don't care about, but I don't feel the need to announce that I don't care about them. And I don't have all these other people, you know, coming around me to say, I don't care about it either. You know, fuck, like, like probably most cover stories in New York Magazine, I don't care about. And I never need to tweet about it, but there is a desire to announce that you don't like this cover, which, by the way, was an adorable cover. It's like these four cats that are like hugging each other. I thought that was such a smart way 
to thread the needle of a story that was potentially, you know, like NSFW and also, you know, kind of like stir the the viral the viral Twitter pot, you know, that it's, it's cats. Right. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a no, as my, my former editor would say, it's nothing but readers cover. I cannot speak for other people, but I do think I can break down for you why I was not interested in it. And I will also add that I was not one of the people on Twitter that put up anything about it. I didn't retweet it. I didn't do anything about it. I just, you know, I saw other people. No, you, it. you sent it to your pod partner going, bleh, eh. Here's here's what it is for me. Um, as I've gotten older, uh, for me, sex is unbelievably intimate and sacred, even sacred. It is absolutely no one else's business whatsoever. I do not mm-hmm. talk about it with people. I mean, I might say something silly to you once or twice a year, but it is so so contained and beautiful and i that is what it is for me and so when people are out in the world huzzaing their sex lives i feel as almost as though it's like they're letting in infection it's like how can you do that how can you open this up like how can how can that you're, it's, you've, you've lost whatever that thing is. Now, of course, this could be personal to me, and I'm sure other people feel this way too about their own sex lives. But it's sort of a parade of, of some kind. And that, I, I'm, I, I, I find it unattractive, actually. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder about the people that would have the need to do that. I also have, we've talked about this before, I understand that each generation, whether it's with polyamory or music or whatever, or marriage or this, that they honestly feel that they're remaking the wheel. No one else has ever thought of this before. Totally. And this is not true. We all, you know, we get up in the morning, we all pee, we all eat, we all sleep, and we all become jealous and we all fall in love. And the idea that somehow they have perfected themselves as humans or not perfected, but created this new way where it's fine. I can sleep with your wife and, you know, my, I'm going to have your husband's cock in my mouth before breakfast. And then we're just going to sit down and read the New York times and have orange juice. And everything's absolutely going to be so, not only is it going to be fine, it's going to be better. We have now increased our world of love and sex and life and interest and intellectuality because we're so it's like kind of like comfortable all this. I haven't read it. You could totally tell me different and I'll be interested. I am going to call bullshit on it. I am going to call bullshit that women are going to get jealous of other women. Men at some point are going to drink half a bottle of gin and go fucking sock that other guy in the mouth. And it is not <laughs> going to work out. It's not going to work out. So I have explained my position here. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to do it. Thank you listeners for putting up with it. And now let's go to the videotape. <laughs> Hi, smoke em if you got them listeners. This is Sarah Heppala with Nancy Rommelman. Hi. We're inviting you to listen to the rest of this conversation, but you have to subscribe 
go to smokeempodcast.substack.com slash subscribe. We hope to see you on the other side. Bye.